0: And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, the show where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts.
1: And I'm Ann Elder.
0: And today, Ann, we're going to review Seventeen Again. Right. Starring Zac Efron. Mm -hmm. We see him first in this film... When he is, of course, 17, everything is great for him. He's a big basketball star. He's got this beautiful girl in love with him. And suddenly he decides to throw all this over to take care of his girlfriend who is expecting a baby. Right. Now we see him 20 years later, and he's not Zac Efron anymore. No. He's turned into Matthew Perry.
1: I don't quite understand that. I don't know. Was John Stamus busy the week they were casting this film? <laughs> because he looks so much more like Zac Efron. That would have been a much better casting concept, but go on.
0: Now we have this 37-year-old Mike O'Donnell Uh character, and he realizes that his life has been lousy. He made all these mistakes, and he wished that he were 17 again so he could not make the same mistakes that he made when he was actually 17. Well, what do you suppose happens? Hmm. He goes back to the high school to kind of hang around, and this elderly janitor, played by Brian Doyle Murray, comes up and he says, oh, I recognize you, and don't you wish you were 17 again? Yeah. And, of course, he says yes. Later that day, he's driving home. He's crossing a bridge. He looks up and he sees this old janitor about to jump in. He panics, he gets out, the janitor is gone. He thinks the janitor is in the river. He jumps in the river after him, and he comes out of the river being Zac Efron again. Of course, he knows that he's 37, but he's running around.
1: In a 17-year-old body, essentially.
0: And doing things that 17-year-old kids do. He has broken up with his wife, by the way. She's thrown him out.
1: Well, we have to say that he's living with another 38-year-old guy. Oh, sure. Who was his pal back in high school. So now you have the 17-year-old kid living with the 38 year old best friend That's by right. Thomas Lennon Thomas
0: Lennon mm-hmm. and he plays Ned Gold and Ned Gold who was a dweeb when he was 17 himself has now become a billionaire But he's still a nerd. So now he is pretending that he is actually Mike O'Donnell's father to get him enrolled back into this school. You know, I could go into a lot of (laughs) subplots here. But the way I feel about this movie, Anne, is that I've seen so many films like it before. Mm -hmm. And... In Seventeen Again, which is directed by Burr Steers and written by Jason Filardi, there is not one single moment in this movie Mm -hmm. that is original. It takes everything from all these other films like Back to the Future and Freaky Friday and just recycles them. There is not one original moment in this entire film.
1: Look, Les, there are so many problems with this script, but I want to start with a basic premise here of something that's been bothering both of us, and that is when we were growing up, movies with teen idols were novelty items. They were not the rule of the day. And as kids, we went to movies that were adult-themed. We saw issue-oriented pictures that talked about subjects like war and politics, crime and punishment, religion, race. And ethics. Now, all of a sudden, the kids are calling the shots as to what the entertainment industry is all about because they're the ones that fuel the box office, and this movie is just part of that whole movement out there in Hollywood. It's very, very unnerving to me and very depressing. When
0: we were kids, and at least you know, when I was a kid, I went to the movies almost every week. I grew up believing in. John Wayne and Gary Cooper and Gregory Peck Mm -hmm. and Humphrey Bogart and Spencer Tracy, I learned how to be a grown-up from watching grown-ups on the screen and admiring all of them.
1: All right, well, now I want to get back to 17 again and talk just a little bit, Les, about some of the things that you brought up earlier. The cliches abound here in this movie, Les. First of all, the unhappy Mike O'Donnell, I think he's 38 years old, he regrets his sorry life. Now, let's see, what's so sorry about it? He Marries a beautiful girl, the prettiest girl in high school. He has two great kids, and they're beautiful children. They're a little bit crazy, but so are all young kids in high school. And then he gets passed over for a promotion at work. So he now considers that his life is a total failure. I don't think that's reason for somebody to be as depressed and as... At the end of his rope As Mike seems to be This was just a flimsy excuse for them To shove this kind of a movie down our throats So based on that Right away I didn't care for the movie Right Then you have some very disturbing scenes Once Matthew Perry turns into Zac Efron Because now Zac Efron is in class With the young girl who is his daughter Played by Michelle Trattenburg Both of them of course now being 17 And he puts some I don't want to say moves on her, but he does some things that she misconstrues to be moves, and then she flirts back with him, and there are some scenes that are a little bit too close for comfort, in my opinion, between these two.
0: That had me wriggling. In my seat. Squirming
1: in discomfort. Now, that was not funny to even the little girls in the movie house. They didn't think that was great. So, again, here you have producers who are stirring up situations that are not germane to this plot. The plot should have been, you are 17 again. You have a chance to rethink your life. Did you do the right thing all the way through? Now, granted, there's a little bit of this in that movie. A little bit, but Mm -hmm. not enough. And so, therefore, they fill it up with a lot of these silly scenes that have some sexual innuendos that I felt were totally uncalled for.
0: I think so, too. I also think that they force poor Zach Efron to make speeches to kids and to other people about what is right and what is wrong in the world. And I thought, is he supposed to be Nelson Mandela? Where did all this wonderful adult stuff come from? Well,
1: it came from the fact that he is channeling or being Matthew Perry. But
0: Matthew Perry wasn't that bright to begin with. That's there the problem. You go.
1: Okay, there is another flaw. He wasn't a stodgy human being as an adult. He was kind of a wimpy guy. So it didn't make sense that all of a sudden he had all this wisdom that comes with turning 38. Flaw after flaw after flaw. Look, a more interesting premise here might have been if the story had explored the successful life of the Thomas Lennon character who was the nerd who made it big, that might have been a different approach to this. Certainly they should have stayed on the page and on the storyline with a young guy who has a chance to look at his own sorry life if you want to call it that, and make some changes. I didn't see that happening. I thought it was clunky, the dialogue. I thought it was preachy, no new ideas. I didn't like the casting. I thought there was a serious lack of energy and life up there on the screen. To me, this movie was a no-brainer, not only to look at it, but to rate it. So for me, this movie, and I'm talking about Seventeen Again, it gets a red light.
0: It gets two red lights because I'm right with you on this one. Again, I loved Freaky Friday. I loved it the first time when Jodie Foster did it. I loved it a couple of years ago when Lindsay Lohan did it. You can do this kind of a film and make it tremendously entertaining and funny. And by the way, those two actresses have a lot more obvious talent than does Zac Efron. I hope he will grow into his stardom if he's going to hang around. It's not an offensive movie. Not it's at a all. Boring movie. So, two red lights for seventeen again. Until next time, I am Les Roberts,
1: and I'm Ann Elder,
0: and we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies.
1: Hi, I'm Christina Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential.